Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Well, hello, Emily. How are you today? Hello, Michelle. <laughs> I am very well. Thank you. Good, good. Lovely day outside. We've got some rosé with us. And once again, the little furry pants man has joined our studio. That is Iggy Pup. <laughs> I want to make sure that that's clear for everybody that the little that's... furry pants man is Iggy Pup. It is not Sam, our audio engineer, nor is our guest. And heaven forbid, it is not me. <laughs> But Emily is referring to. She has nicknames for everybody, but Little Furry Pants Man is it's not, not one of yours. One for me. No. no so no. now that now, now that all of the listeners have been straightened out, but yes, it's lovely right. to have Iggy Pup again yeah. here in studio. Yeah. yeah, he brings you know a little texture, a little mm-hmm. a little <laughs> cuteness, a little cuteness. Mm-hmm. Um, we have cuteness overload here, and apparently studio. it's. National Dog Day? Is yes. that right? Of course it is, yes. Emily. Of course yes. you knew that, which is why you brought him. Oh, well, yeah. Well, naturally. It's a happy accident. He, yeah, he doesn't need to know it's that that was a happy accident. accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the little sign he made for you, Mom, mm-hmm. it's National Dog Day. Take me to work. Yeah, take me to work. <laughs> um, exactly. Of course, my two dogs, I would not take them to work. Yeah, Bambi would shed the whole way, and Toby mm-hmm. would bark the whole way. It would just... yeah. It would be a nightmare. <laughs> when, when I take Bambi, uh, she's a, my blonde German Shepherd. We go for a walk, we go for walks, and I always like stop, but every ten minutes and just rubber, just to get mm, as much get of that hair. Yeah. Off. I do that too. Do you? Yes, yeah. I do. I would never take my dog with me to work. <laughs> I always wish that. So Iggy doesn't shed. Uh, his breed type doesn't shed. But yeah, my fiance's dog sheds a lot. You know, a lot. And I always wish that there was like a little vacuum like they have at the car wash, you know, well, they, that I, just like sucks there off. I think it's called hair. the Furminator. Yeah. You can yeah. use a vacuum. I My dog oh. lets me vacuum her. Literally, she will sit there and let me vacuum her, turn her head. Oh, wow. You just use the... the, just the, the not not the, the attachment, no, not the <laughs> rotating piece from the, just, <laughs> just the hose. I just the, use the hose, right. yeah. <laughs> but she really likes it. I think it's mas- you know it massages oh, her sure. a little bit. It actually does help. It does help. But yeah. Well, the other voice you're hearing is our guest today, Annie Troxel. She is uh, a dear friend of mine, and I got to introduce her to Emily here on the mm-hmm. podcast. And um, I met Annie uh, several years ago. When I started to take yoga at her studio, it was part of my um, recovery from chemo and and like getting my body back and my body was in just so much pain. Sure. And uh, my my well, we had Melissa on a right. couple Melissa yes. uh, Russell several several episodes ago, and right. she was like she kept pushing yoga to to me, and so. I saw Annie um, when she was part of Joy of Yoga at that time, their little ad at my chiropractor's office. And so I went down and I did the <laughs> I did the yoga virgins class. Oh nice. <laughs> but I kept thinking it was yoga for virgins. Yeah. And so I did I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to join. You know, I have had three <laughs> kids. I don't know if it's gonna be yoga for virgins, but it was a yoga virgins class. And I loved it. And I loved um, the studio and uh, I asked Annie uh, 
several months ago if she could be uh, come and do an episode with us. So- Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to know you. I've heard a lot about you from Michelle, so it's wonderful yeah. to meet you. So welcome nice to, to the meet podcast. You. Thank you yeah. for having me. So I understand that you like rosé. This is something I do know about you. I do like rosé. Yes. So I I brought a rosé for the occasion. Thank you. And um, what we are drinking, it's a French rosé, 100% Pinot Noir grape. It is Petite Berthier, um, made for Clément et Florian Berthier. So, um, I mean, I'm... I was unfamiliar with this bottle. It was one, of course, that our dear friends, the wine merchant, picked out for us. Um, they know what we like. Uh, they and do. Boy, did they deliver on this. This is um, not only absolutely scrumptious, but it's under $15 at $12.99, which is fabulous. So. so I know where I'm going after we do the show. Yeah, today. You're yeah I'm running over up. to uh, to the wine merchant and picking up several bottles of these. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really something. I'm, you know, there's there were I a love lot the of color. It is, it, it, yeah, it's, it's like a deeper pink. It is. It, it almost has a few like kind of brown notes in the hue a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like a little yeah. more like rosy amber kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Un- unlike like a provincial rosé, which is a much softer pink. Yeah. But, you know, and, and it took me a second to get my nose around this, too, because there's a little funk on the nose that I couldn't quite pin down that I'm attributing to, like, more like a hay-like aroma, a little graphite. But I also get some, like, like cherry and raspberry and cream on the nose. Mm-hmm. But on the palate, I get, you know, ripe fruits and cherries and all those things you'd expect. But I'm getting cherry cola. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a first. You've never said uh, you've never said a cola or anything mm-hmm. like that, soda or yeah, cream. I'm with you on the cream, mm-hmm. and it's almost just got a hint of currant. Is that? I would definitely put that in there as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good call. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel um, like I I do have the I can smell the funk, but you know what's good is that. It's like it's not the funk that we have we've smelled we've smelled on some of those champagnes or sparklings. Um, that we're like, oh, what is that perm solution? But this is no, it's not that kind. <laughs> no, but it's like you're, you're. It's a natural funk. Well, right, but you're like you go into and you 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 almost think, oh, it's going to be that. No, it's not that perm solution. It's, no, it's it's. But yeah. you could if you if you are uh, adverse to that, you may not take a deep enough s- smell because you might go. You might already be recoiling because you think that's what the smell is going to be. But it's not. Mm. It has a really great smell. And then the taste is uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah. I have to have some more. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Annie, what like, are your thoughts? I, I just love a rosé. I feel like you get the best of both worlds. I love red wine. I also mm-hmm. love white wine. I love sweet. I love dry. There's not a lot of wine that I don't uh, like. This this is one of our friends. Me. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I can do this in the summer, the winter, spring, or fall. I love it. Day, yeah. evening. Yeah. I well, agree. You know, yeah. The mm-hmm. wine that I don't like is the empty wine. That's oh. right. I do. I just, that's, I don't like that. I'm like, how how selfish of them to be gone. <laughs> I'm gonna I might to... have been the one that drank it all, but still. Only have ourselves to blame for that. <laughs> you know, I gave up blaming myself for everything. You know, when I turned 50, I'm like, you know, that's what I'm going to get rid of. I'm going to quit blaming myself for everything. Just have more in stock. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you definitely do. Since we've started this podcast, her collection has grown. 
Uh, crazy. And I'm still in the middle of selling my house. So it's all packed away. So I keep buying like wine I can drink. But when I'm buying wine at the wine merchant, I end up with like three or four bottles. I come home. I'm like, oh, I don't have to hide these <laughs> or I have to drink Squirrel it now. Or, you know, like if they ever opened up the refrigerator, they'd be like, she has a problem <laughs> because I just put them all in. You know, you can always come to my house with those bottles, Michelle. I Take that burden off of you. I, I can. And I'll have to put like a big marker, you know, like a Sharpie marker. This belongs to Michelle. You know? <laughs> but anyway, this is a fantastic red um, rosé. Yeah. I, I, what does it make you think of? Makes what kind of panties are these? If mm-hmm. if this rosé were a pair of panties. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll try to. These are panties that mean some business. Okay. Panties that mean business. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting like a darker, like a darker purple kind of. Um, actually, I'm seeing like a, like this dark purple um, half robe, really soft, silky, with the matching um, g string underneath. I think that's interesting. So when you said this means business, you meant like business in the bedroom, not like like you're going to work. This business. is not a corporate. This pair is of not panties. like a pinstripe suit <laughs> panty. No, okay, no, no. okay, no, no, hardly, uh, hardly. Those panties would be like spanks for you know. Okay, got the, it. The, if you're having the corporate world, but no, this is the this is a pair of panties that means business. This is a pair of panties that will. Um, Hopefully, mm-hmm. bring you lots of pleasure. Okay, at, um, when you've uh, when you finished lo- <laughs> taking them off. <laughs> okay, Hopefully. all right, fair enough. Annie, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, when you said this is a pair of panties that I was about to finish with. Will hopefully come off. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really was. Yeah, um, I was. I was thinking more of a lavender. Okay, Ooh, color yeah. G string, yeah. of course. Yeah, lace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, probably I've... to be removed at some point mm-hmm. after drinking this. <laughs> right. Well, because it'll be so binding. You know, it's gotta. I have to like breathe. That's all it is. <laughs> Don't leave me alone. I'm just trying to breathe here. <laughs> or. Or not, or I, you know, I don't need to breathe. Come on, let's go, let's go. So yeah, it's it's okay. um, it's a it's a sexy flirty panty. Okay, I like it. That uh, that means means business. All right. So yeah, and coming from a yoga teacher, yes, you need to breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you a funny story. I was at one of my doctor's appointments, you know, getting checked up after you know during the five years, and uh, they were like, "Okay, take a deep breath." And I started doing a deep breath, and the doctor goes, I don't mean a yoga breath. <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to do a deep breath. It's not a yoga breath, because that's only like partial breath. You right. know, like you just want me to put some air in my lungs. But it was funny because she was like, she stopped me. She didn't want to wait that long. Yeah. She didn't want to wait for me to fully take my breath in. She just wanted to hear. That's funny. <laughs> I thought, okay, this is, I, I know I'm, I've, I'm, I'm on my way to being a yogi then, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I love yoga. I I started um, yoga when I was um, married, a newlywed. Um, my husband at the time had been 
given a pretty rough diagnosis and we're like, what can we do to make sure that we're both always as healthy as we possibly can and can be? And that's when we sought out yoga. And at that time, I was also going through um, a long period of insomnia. And it was really interesting to me because it was the first time, like at the very end when you're, you know, like just kind of lying there and and uh, your eyes are shut. Like I would, I would fall asleep, and that was, that was tremendous. That I would, and I know you're not supposed to fall asleep at that moment, but I would fall asleep. You can fall asleep, shavasana. Yeah, I. Oof. But so it really, it really uh, made some positive shifts for both of us. Good. Now, since I've moved to St. Louis, I haven't really found a studio that I've fallen in love with. That I feel like I, I know now. I'm like, okay, now I know I need to go. Go to your studio, Annie. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a great place and great people and great energy. Um, and uh, Thank you. Yeah. What led you to yoga, Annie? Um, I started yoga because one of my bosses at the time, my boss at the time, um, was a yoga teacher. He was going through teacher training. Um, can I say who it is? Yeah, sure. Frazier. Frazier Cameron. Okay. So he owns Frazier's. Oh, oh, down the really? restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I know oh, that's in, that's in, in the neighborhood here. Yes, yes. Um, so I worked for him. I was his events planner, and I did corporate events with AB a lot, dinners, meetings. You know, the upstairs of that restaurant, which was be- is is still a beautiful place. He's an awesome. I had no person. idea there's an upstairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Great you know there's an upstairs? We go there all the time. I yeah, I know. In fact, that's where we decided we were going to have a podcast. Was it Fraser's? Remember? It's true. A year that's ago. where it all happened. Wow. We were having a conversation there. And really? Like, Over yeah. wine. That's where it all happened with me and yoga. <laughs> Look at this. We need to hashtag we Fraser's. Cheers to that. Yeah, yeah. We should hashtag them and see if they'll like, you know, maybe sponsor this episode. All right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So he is an amazing person and he saw that I was in pain from, I sat a lot. You know, I just worked at in, at the computer and, you know, I would meet people and take them to the upstairs area. But really, I sat most of the time. So I was in pain a lot. I had been in a car accident when I was 11, maybe 10. Actually, I don't remember if I was 10 or 11. Either way, a long time ago because mm-hmm. I'm much older than that now. And um, so I had a lot of pain from breaking a leg, then breaking a hip from having a leg that's longer than the other and just all of these things oh my were, gosh. you know, products. Oh, so your leg was broken in the accident, which stunted the growth of that leg? Yes, and okay. it grew back at a bow rather than straight up and down. Oh, okay. So because of that, I had to have several surgeries, and I had to, I've had to do physical therapy, and I can tell you about that. But what I wanted to say about Fraser is he was like, Annie, you should try yoga. And I was like, eh, you know, okay, whatever, no big deal. And I kept saying I would try it, and I never did. And then finally one night, he got me to go to a place with him, and I didn't like it, actually. Really? Yeah. No, I was like, ah, this is boring. This is, you know, this teacher had me holding poses for a long time, which now I realize that's that's called practicing patience mm-hmm. with yourself. If you want to create change, you can't just expect it to happen Right away. So well, um, let me ask you this. Um, because of your surgeries and the trauma that your body had gone through, were you possibly just a little PTSD on whether or not is this going to work for me? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, like and, that, when your mindset, like subconscious. Oh, yeah. I mean, we live in a, a 
time where instant, you know, you want instant results, instant mm-hmm. gratification. Mm-hmm. And um, yoga, depending on what kind of class you go to, now it's instant just, just because I know breathing is yoga. But at the time, I, I just thought, oh, I just, I'm going to fix everything. And I actually didn't even, I knew I had physical pain, but I didn't even realize all of the other PTSD things that I had going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until I really Went into the practice? Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, Frazier got me to go to the practice. I didn't like it so much, but I had only done two classes. And I do think that it depends on which teacher you go to. Now I think I would really like that teacher again. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he, then Frazier started practicing with me. You know, he would show me some of the things he would learn and I would be his guinea pig student, if you will, while he was going through his training and then um, then I ended up just going out on my own and finding a teacher that to this day is still one of my favorite teachers. And now she's actually a physical therapist at WashU. Oh, wow. Can you say her name? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jennifer Miller. Okay. Amazing woman. She's a women's health specialist. She'd probably be a wonderful person to yeah. talk to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have her on the show. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. She's She's a badass too. Like, okay. She's awesome. <laughs> we anyway, love badass women. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. Um. Yeah. So anyway, but he, it was, it was because of Frazier that I got into yoga and it was me finding my own way, you know, not giving up at my first class. And and then I saw that Frazier's teaching was quite different than the first teacher I went to. Then I found Jennifer Miller at the YMCA of all places. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, And then it was her that made me realize like, oh my gosh, this is my body. The reason I didn't like the first class I went to is because he was very... Um, alignment based. Mm-hmm. My body isn't aligned like other people's. My leg is longer than the other. My hips are off. My back is off. My shoulders off. When I bring my knees into my ch- chest and, you know, mm-hmm. that flexion happens, this knee doesn't come in the mm-hmm. way this knee does. Mm-hmm. So sure. he would come around and he would gently press on your knees. This is called an adjustment or, a, you know, it's helped to find modifications. But I was in pain. I had mm. had broken hip in three places. Ooh, how and how did? Okay, so you said that was a result of having one leg. That was how did you break your hip? Okay, so let's go back. Can I back up? Oh, so yeah, sure, the yeah. car accident, which was. Let me tell you about the car yeah, accident. Yeah, definitely. So I was nine or ten at the time. I my cousin stopped by my house one night randomly. Can can Annie go with us to um, Chicago and then up to Wisconsin? We're going on a road trip. I want her to come. I said, you know, my mom said yes. And so I went. Anyway, we saw some Amish people on the side of the road. You know, we, hit, we my cousin and I were in the back seat singing a song. I remember exactly what the name of the song was. Um, we got hit by a... a truck driver i don't want to say the name of it but um, like a like the like an 18 wheeler yeah oh my god he was a drunk driver and he in his 18 wheeler yeah so we were in a ford escort and we were pulled over to the side of the road to take pictures of these amish people and um this 18 wheeler the guy was the driver was drunk crashed into the back of our car and that was the last thing i remember was the song playing on the radio oh my gosh and then i went into a coma for three weeks (gasps) Were you outside the car? I was in the car. You were in the car. Mm -hmm. Were all of you in the car? Yes. Did everybody survive? Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, everybody survived. Including the driver? Including the driver. Yes, I was actually the only one hurt because I was, you know when you were little and you didn't have to wear seatbelts and all that stuff? Yeah. So we laid with our heads at 
each end of the car, uh-huh. and we had our legs going across, and we had games and right. pictures mm-hmm. and all the stuff and music and you know. Yeah. So my uncle pulled over to take a picture of these Amish people, and we were like, "Oh!" But we were still the way we were. But my back was facing the roadside, mm-hmm. and so that Kunim oh. truck driver came through, and um, in any way ended up, you know, power. Like barely into, into the car, yeah. And so where I was, I was knocked out. So they had to come and get me out with the jaws of life. And mm-hmm. then um, I was flown to um, Universal Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. And but I was in a coma for Thankfully. three and a half weeks. I mean, weeks. that's a great was that, hospital. Was that, med- so that medically a- induced coma or no? Oh, your body, my body just went into a coma. God, so that had been terrifying for mm. everybody involved. Your mom, your dad, your your uncle, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Ugh. I, your cousin, not me, because I didn't know. But everyone right. that was involved, definitely. Um, my mom, you know, she was a single, single parent, yeah. yeah. And um, so she had to have someone watch my brother, and then she came up, and you know, she was trying to hold her job, and I mean, it was a pretty, pretty stressful time for everyone. And you know, she didn't have much money, you know, and yeah. Um, so it was, it was really a challenging time. Yeah. Did when you were. In a coma, do you recall any moments in a dream state or any moments hearing voices outside of you? Like, do you recall any of that experience? The only two things that I remember from the coma was the song on the radio, and it just, like, like ended quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I remember coming out of it. Okay. and Three weeks later. Yeah. And what I remember about coming out of it, and this is really interesting, my mom said that um, when I was coming out of it, she said that my I started to move. I had all these wires hooked up to me, and you know, mm-hmm. and she said that um, my face started to make these like my eyes were closing and my mouth was twitching. moving, twitching. Yes, thank you. And she said that I was um, like trying to sit up, and that's mm-hmm. all that was happening. Okay. What I remember was white all around me and a light as if I were laying under a sun lamp staring up at the the white light. Mm-hmm. And all I remember was trying, like in my, what I remember is crying and trying to pull my way up to that light. Oh my gosh. And so my mom said that on her side, what she saw was me making these faces and trying to sit up. And then what happened was I sat up so hard with so much like a vengeance that things like kind of pulled off me and I just bawled. Like I just sat you up just and un- bawled and cried, cried my eyes out. Yeah. I just have, I just had the chills like saying that. I have, it, I have it hearing your story. Yeah. yeah. So that's that, all like, that was your body's reaction response to everything at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But, and it wasn't, yeah. wasn't like you, you, you were crying because of this sadness inside. It was no. It was just a physical explosion you, of you your, were breaking I mean, you, free from your coma. Mm-hmm. And all I remember was a bright light, as if it, you know, like when you've yeah. got when you've had yeah. surgery and the light is above your. I was just trying so hard to pull myself to that light, and that's all I remember. And the song that was playing before I went in. And then when you finished bawling or or opened your eyes, I. Imagine was there confusion, like why am I here, or did or did you have like a sense of you already knew why you were there? I 
To be honest with you, I don't. I was scared once okay. I came back because I was confused, I guess, and I don't remember it a lot. To be honest, yeah. once I got there, I just remember I was like, like just crying and breathing heavily. Mm-hmm. And she said the nurses came in, came running in, and they had me lay back down and made sure that all of my vital signs and everything were what they should be normal. Yeah. Yeah. And um, after that, it was really hard for me to eat. Yeah. Um, I guess I hadn't done it in a while. Right. You probably had a feeding tube or something yeah. or like a all on saline. I don't know. I'm not a nurse. I don't, yeah. I yeah. don't know. But I guess, to, did you relearn that? Oh, the so, chewing? And- yeah. And she said it was just really hard for me to eat. And that was one thing that I had to slow. Like I would have to sip out of straws and have soup and that kind of a thing. And then um, when I was able to, so my leg had been in traction that whole time. My leg was broke. So the whole time I was in the coma, my leg was broke, but they couldn't put me in a cast. So my leg had to be in traction. Was it broken in more than one place? It was, no, it was broke right at the top, right by the top of the femur. Okay. Um, Was that the only thing that was broken? So that was the only thing that was broke in the car accident, but my eye, um, the skin on my eye was sort of ripped away. So they did have to do plastic surgery on me. Okay. Um, and I believe that was done when I was in the coma, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but when I finally came back and started to learn to eat again and just, you know, talked to everyone. And my mom said that I bounced back pretty quickly. You know, it just... You had youth working for you, which is right. a good thing, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the one thing, though, is when I had to put... They, so quickly, they put me in a body cast because now that I was able to... Move. move a little bit more and stuff. They wanted to put me in a cast. So they had a cast up to here, down my entire left leg. So just underneath the breasts? Yes. Where So like the rib cage? Literally the bottom of my breast up to the rib yeah. cage, yes. Yeah. I know people can't see this, but yes, right, right, below, right below my breast. Um, down and to? Down my left leg, my entire left leg, foot, everything, and then down my right leg to my knee. Why on your right leg? To to stabilize stabilize my hips because where my leg was broken was Mm. so close to my hip that they didn't, they wanted my hips, my pelvic bones to stay stable so that it fit in the socket correctly when it, when it grew back or when it healed. Um, So with that said, they had to like have a, you know, cut out in the middle to (laughs) use the bathroom. And um, anyway, it came all the way up to here. So this is what I was going to say is, so the eating. So, oh, I get my appetite back. Somebody made me or sent me a card that said, deliver pizza to my room, you know, because I love pizza, nine-year-old kid. So they sent pizza to my room. And and sure enough, oh, no, I ate it like a champ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But what happened is my stomach hadn't had... All right. food in it for a while so it started to expand and I couldn't breathe oh, properly I seriously and then I started to that? panic yeah. yeah because I hadn't had that feeling of that for a long time and I don't know I just started to panic right. so anyway the doctor had to come in and cut this big <laughs> I'm not even kidding <laughs> cut this huge square from the middle of, of the my cast yes to let your belly so hang my out stomach could expand <laughs> oh, yes. that's awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like a, it's like a reverse corset. <laughs> I'm gonna drink to that. I love that. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So, oh my I, word. Did they? I mean, I've always there's all these thoughts about you know when people go into a coma and it's like you know the longer they're in, of course, the scarier it gets. And three weeks is a really long time. You know, were they? 
they were were they optimist they optimistic that you were going to be coming out of that and you know like how, how my mom just tells me she never gave up she was scared every single day but she never gave up and awesome. she said the doctors just said they could only take it day by day and so I've learned to do How that. do you feel about that song? Is that song something that is, troubles you? The song that I keep talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I knew the name of it. I could sing it. Anyway, to answer your question, it's funny. When I hear it on the radio, mm-hmm. which I don't hear it very often, it's old. But when it comes on, it does do something to me. I would imagine. And it's, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll sing along with it, but I'm like, oh, it kind of just, I hear this this closure in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's kind of what happened. I'd, yeah. I could imagine. I just said that out loud, and that's what I thought. I don't know that I've ever said that to anyone. But, yeah, it's just like when I hear that song, something, I like it in an eerie way. I don't know. Well, it connects you to the past. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and you have a deep you have a, a deep connection and in, in history with that song. Mm-hmm. So it's a part of you. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, not to go off topic, but did the uh, drunk uh, drunk truck driver mm, get prosecuted and question. go to jail or anything like that um, for it? We sued him, and okay. it took a long time. And my mom, so when I finally came back to St. Louis, I was up in that hospital for a really long time, you know? And so when I came back to St. Louis, my mom had to get back to work, and she had to I've have helped. people help me, you know, because I was in a body cast. So do you know what I— you well, came home in a body cast? I came home. Did you have to stand up the whole way or did you lay back? I laid in the back of my uncle's van. Strapped oh. in? Yes. And I'm so embarrassed, but I'm going to tell you what I well, rolled around my house in because I couldn't sit in a wheelchair, right? right? My legs were yeah, you yeah were. extended. So do you know the the um, things that men are men, women, whoever, the people that work on cars? Oh, sure. Those dollies. They, like yeah, the they little, roll under the cars. Yeah. 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 That's what I rolled around my house in. <laughs> Oh my on. gosh! Like like a little penguin. Oh <laughs> yes. my gosh! To get yourself to the bathroom or to your bedroom or to the TV room, Just kitchen. To get around, yeah, and then I'd have to like roll on my side and press myself up, <laughs> and kind of like you do when you're coming out of shavasana or any supine position yeah. in yoga. Uh, yeah, that's how I got around. And then, how long was that? Did that go on? I mean. Six months a yeah, year? Yeah, I mean, how long do you have cast on? I don't even know. You know, when you're know. younger, all that stuff goes together. So Six I wasn't weeks, in eight school. Weeks. I want to say it was like eight eight mm-hmm. weeks, if not longer. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. so I would have a tutor come to the house and, you know, help me catch up did on. Did you lose a grade? I did not lose a grade, actually. Oh, I was able good. to have a tutor and stay caught up with everything. And then when I went back to school, um, you know, I was on crutches and I had to wear orthotic shoes. So there's a whole nother part of this. So. That, was that ones that kept your feet together? Because my, my cousin had, he had to wear those shoes that um, to help with his, help. I might, might have been his hips or whatever. But they were like, they were, the shoes were, they were, um, they were had a plate that connected them together. Oh. Mm. How would he walk? Well, he didn't. This was at Scooted. home. <laughs> this was at home. You know, not. I mean, he had to wear those. He didn't have one of those to help trolleys. with. Like, yeah, I don't remember exactly why. But I always thought it was like, oh, well, look at that. He's got really cool. He's got those great shoes. Yeah, and I don't have those shoes. I love that you thought it was cool. You're right. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my cousins and I were like, we're all like, you know, my that cousin's only a few months older than I am. And then there's my brother, who's a little couple, a year older. Then there's another cousin, and we're all like, oh, you know, well. And I used to get really upset that, 
you know, my cousin Michael got to do everything before I did because he was January to May older than me. But now I'm older. I'm like, oh, well, you turned 50 before I did. Oh, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it, it switched, but now we're, we're both 50. But um, yeah, so you had to wear orthotics in your shoes because cause your legs were different lengths. Two different lengths. So not not in my shoes, outside of my shoes. What's the disparity now? So the difference, mm-hmm. the discrepancy, the leg length discrepancy is five eighths of an inch still. Yeah, it's, that's... God, yeah. that's you. I'm sure you feel that. I feel yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, of course. I feel that a lot. Yeah. Um, but back then, so I didn't know at the time, but my le- my left leg, which was the one that was broken, grew back incorrectly. So it grew back at a bow rather than straight up and down. Was that made why the there's such a in the length? Yes. Yeah. And so, um, and then also it was longer too because I think when your body has a, um you know, your leg is broken or you have any type of scars or trauma. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, it sends all the energy to those spaces to heal it. So sure. it grew back longer, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Same thing with like, that's why we get scar tissue. And I think even like arthritis that our bones grow to help with places yep. that it's weaker. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. that kind of what happens? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, yeah, so I had to go back to school, and I wore these shoes. One was just a regular shoe, and the other one had a big, like, platform like platform on it. So here I am. Like in, Bono. Yeah, <laughs> except well, it was only one. It wasn't as—I didn't think it was very cool. I didn't know that about Bono. Bono has a platform. Yeah, well, look at his—next time really? you see a, a picture of him, he's got his platform pr- Platform, shoes. yeah, some yeah. pretty—because he's—otherwise he's very short. Oh, <laughs> oh! So it's not a one shoe. Marilyn it has a Manson platform. Marilyn wears those too, and I heard he was really short. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this he is a height issue. Okay. So it's okay. You don't okay. need, this, okay. you don't need to whisper. Okay. We don't know that. You know, he might start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll hashtag him. Of course, yeah. he'll start. <laughs> That's right. I've met him. I have met Marilyn Manson. Um, and is he short? Really? Yes, he was. That's why <laughs> That's I was like staggering. Yeah. He was he in yoga. makeup? He was in makeup, yes. Um, my friend does food for a lot of the concerts and baseball teams that come in town, and they needed okay. a runner one day, and I happened to be free, and it was Marilyn Manson concert. Oh. So I got to meet him. I, I He's a very intelligent man. Very intelligent, right? yeah. I heard, a, I remember hearing an interview of him on Fresh Air many, many, many years ago, and I was just struck. Uh, you know, like, he, it, it very much is a, this is a character. Yes. That he's playing, that's, it's his job. But he was, you know, very well-read, very poetic and literary and just a very interesting part. It was a, it's a fascinating interview. Mm-hmm. So you met him. What was that like? Interesting. Is he a vegetarian? <laughs> no. He no? asked for nylons and peanut butter. I had to go get him nylons, nylons and peanut and butter. Nylons and peanut butter. Like, like hosiery nylons? Yes. And mm-hmm. peanut Why? Did he like, I don't know. Did he prefer the legs or did he like the no-nonsense? <laughs> the egg. The egg, yeah. He liked the egg. The egg, the legs. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's he liked, I had to go buy him um, a specific kind of sushi that I could only find in Maryland Heights. And I had to get him a kettle. Just a, I had to go. An electric kettle an or electric one? electric for- oh, kettle. Okay. So okay, for hot water yeah. or tea? Yeah. And then when I brought it to him, he said, so in the area between all of the dressing rooms there's all these pictures of stars that have played and he was like who do you look like who do you look like and he was walking around and looking 
And he says, that's it. And it was Carly Simon. Oh, and sure. And he said, don't you think she looks like Carly Simon? And he looked at his other person that was helping him out, and he wore glasses. And the guy didn't answer him right away. And he pressed on his face and smashed his glasses. Oh, my God. And he oh. said, she looks like Carly Simon, doesn't she? Oh, my God. I was like... Sorry, like I didn't know what to yeah. say. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was interesting. Whoa. So yeah. he has a bit of a control. Yeah, sounds like issue. it was interesting. I don't know. Anyway, and then he asked me what I did, and I told him I taught yoga, and I was just helping a friend, and then he showed me that he does yoga also, and like I, by showing you pictures or showing you poses. Oh no, he was showing me okay, poses. He's it. extremely flexible, but he had his platform shoes on. He was extremely. So he was doing flexible. downward facing dog in his platforms. He was doing Nadar and Jasana, which is actually a one leg balance where you bend your not standing leg and yeah, yeah. bring your heel to your glute and right. lift it up. And um, he could basically come into Virasana standing with one leg, which is like hero's pose. So pull his heel to the outer yeah. hip. Ow. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was that. But those platform shoes that he wears reminded me of the one platform shoe that I had to wear. <laughs> because Sorry, it was, Marilyn Manson. Because it was on the outside versus like giving you stuff something on the inside yeah. of a shoe. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all it was on the outside. So did kids tease you? Yes. And when mm. I would try to play kickball, because I kick with my right leg. I mean, kids would tease me that were my friends. Now still to this day, I'm friends with Okay. With them. Yeah. Like it didn't scar me, but as it, a kid it kind of stung I'm sure. a little bit. Yeah, stung. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, I'd go home at night and I'd be like, This isn't fair. But um It's character. Yeah. You have more character as That's a result. Right. God right. only gives you what you That's can handle. Right. Oh my God. That's right. But yeah, no, I would go to I'd be like, I'm playing kickball and I'd go up to kick that ball and my damn shoe would fly off because it was so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you got some extra strength behind that ball. So honestly, my right leg still to this day is like bigger. Yeah. It's bigger because it's always had to wear that damn shoe. And so now I wear the orthotics in my shoes. Uh, yeah. But that's only if I'm wearing like a shoe that can handle an yes. orthotic. Otherwise, if you're in flip-flops, you're just out of alignment, right? Right. Yeah. And that's why it hurts. So I don't know if you guys saw me earlier sitting up there with my leg crossed yeah. and oh, twisting. Yeah. Yeah. It's because this is compressed all the time. And so I need to... Always elongate. Yes. 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 And what's funny is something you said about getting back into yoga and like habits that you have. So I still, to this day, there's one more part that I want to tell you guys about. But my left leg, when I get into the car, I'll sit down and I will pick up my left leg with my hands and put it into the car if I'm multitasking, if I'm thinking about what I need to do next. Because you forget that it can work it on its own. Okay. Yeah. But for so long, I had to do that. You know, I mean... And this is at least 20 years removed. It is. I will. So the part that I'm leaving out is when I was 20... How old am I? <laughs> um, I don't know how... I know it was when Mark McGuire hit 70. What year was that? That I, was 98. 98. Okay, yeah. so this was back in 98. Oh, yeah. Um, I was in my 20s. I was hiking, I was bartending, I was riding my bike all the time, going out and just doing all kinds of stuff, like feeling so healthy. But my leg and hip would hurt so bad. So long story short, I ended up going to several doctors, getting put on pain pills a lot. Wow. Because they were they would say that it was um, inflamed. Right? Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. 
Um, they would just give me pain pills all the time, and that wasn't the best option. I was for that me. was definitely a solution at that time. It was yeah, like, just load you up with pain pills. Yeah, yeah. But basically, what I found out from me being proactive about my health, not listening to what everybody else thought, you know, doctors. Yeah. Um, it was an X-ray tech that actually noticed the head of the femur on my left leg did not fit into the pelvic socket. So the point of me having that body cast was to stabilize my hips. Didn't work. The leg grew longer. The hips went out of whack. This one was externally rotated. This one was internally rotated. I mean, it could be too. I mean, think about it. You were like 11 years old. It's like puberty's hitting. That's when the hips widen. That's when and your you whole had body children at this time in 98 yet? No. Okay. Nope. So like, it's not a great surprise to me that that didn't quite all work. Yeah. Because your body's changing despite the corset right. <laughs> that you're the casted corset right you know you were your body changes so yeah, but much I, I mean let me ask you this did that just piss you off when you found out that like i was in that for no fucking reason yeah oh yeah, yeah. but he, i mean I'm, well, what can you do later but still but still like and so the thing is like i'm spending all this time like missing class or missing this right. I, I think i was still in college i was on the seven-year plan. Regardless, yeah. I, I was spending a lot of co-pays and time in waiting rooms. And taking and, opiates. Yeah, opiates, seriously. Whatever. Yeah. Why wouldn't they like, x-ray things yeah. as you're healing to make sure that things are... Well, I mean, right? when I had my tailbone issue and I had like a bone scan and they're like, well, we can't tell everything wrong with it. And then they sent me to a doctor and they gave me an injection, a quarters injection in my tailbone, which I went through the roof. And they're like, hurts. they're like, OK. And so we got this pet and pain meds is a compounding pharmacy. And they were ca- the pharmacy was calling me before I even got into the car to make sure I was going to pay them the two hundred dollars. And I'm like, yeah, stop. It's just so stop, overwhelming. People. And it was Melissa going to Melissa, the myofacial therapist right. to get my my alignment back into and I never needed I never needed that injection right holy cow I mean that right. was like that was that was just wrong medical practice seriously and I I've experienced that a lot I bet. I bet and to answer your question if they take x-rays to make sure things are healing they did but they, you know, let me go, set me free. I was healed at, you know, 12, 11, whatever, when, whenever that was. And you sent but me I home grew. to St. Louis. Yeah, yeah but I grew. grew. And so I, you know, I grew yeah. more. And so that, over that period of time, when I was doing all these things to keep myself healthy, keep my bones strong, because because that was the thing, physical therapy helped me so much, which is why my yoga practice now does, it bloomed where it's not just stretching and breathing, which that is that is yoga. Yeah. But I love the strength aspect of it as well and the patience because it helped me. But back to my hip, uh, the, the x-ray tech discovered that this femur head right. wasn't fitting in the socket correctly. So then all, you know, then we had to go get second opinion, third opinion, had another surgery. It was called an osteogons. It was only performed in the country, the U.S., five other times at that at that time. Here in St. Louis? Yes. Or, okay, so, oh, just in the country. But, um, but they had you had somebody locally that could do it? There was a local guy. Um, it wasn't my doctor, but it was someone else. So he did perform the surgery where they break your mm. iliac oh. 
press? I don't know. Your mm-hmm. all, so these it three hurts. bones, whatever you're talking about, hurts. And they broke it to fit over the head of the femur. Then there was this gap that they held together with three seven-inch titanium rods. And I know this was when Mark McGuire hit 70 because I was bartending at the time and I was making so much money (laughs) and I had to have this surgery that I had had scheduled. And it was, I was in the hospital like day one of recovery when he hit 70 and I was dying. I was like watching all these people drinking beer, having fun, making lots of money. And I was up there with this big suction thing yeah. in my hip sucking blood out of my hip oh, and then I'd have to get up and terrible. yeah so not to be very you know so graphic but Ugh. um yeah so yeah, wow. that is that's where that second surgery came in Got and it. that is after that I healed I um got into I met a chiropractor that did some electric stimulant yeah. to my yeah. hip mm-hmm. and he noticed that I was limping he was in a restaurant I was working mm-hmm. in and he noticed I was limping and he did um, some myofascia release. Yes. Okay. He did yeah. these electric stimulants, stimulodes. I don't know even okay. what they're called. E-stim. Ye- E-stim. E-stim. Let's say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he really helped me figure out my own path. And then Fraser introduced me to yoga because I would limp around there too. I still limp actually. I have a length that's longer <laughs> well, than the you other. Well, you know what helps limping <laughs> is wine. wine. And all of our glasses are empty. So let's take a it's little a pause, yeah. refresh our glasses, and carry on. We don't care Sounds- how we walk when we're finished drinking the <laughs> no, wine. No, in fact, we're all probably going to intend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be right See back. See you soon. I didn't do a very good job on my even poor situation, did I, ladies? Well, not for you. I know. For, I'm so yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. I like my I have poor. a very... Yeah. Uh, Emily was very generous to Annie and I on you. this second uh-huh. pour. And all the ladies are like, nope, I'm not Sharon. <laughs> that would be like really gross for me to pour any of my wine back into your okay. glass. It's all right. I will conserve. <laughs> it's fine. You'll just have to talk more. Um, yeah. I wanted to share my funny, you know, where were you when Mark McGuire, you know, hit his 70th home run. So I was married still, and my I was ninety eight, and uh, we just had Megan at home. And my ex husband was a huge baseball fan, but he was a Cubs fan. So of course that was all the uh, Mike McGuire, Sammy Sosa time, right? Who is going to hit it first? And I was watching it on television with my daughter when my ex husband was up in the shower. <laughs> He's going to, and he came walking down the stairs, and I said, "It was beautiful." <laughs> I didn't go get him. I, I, he missed it all. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was like, you know, I was, you know, it was a little bit diabolical and evil of me, but he, and he was just livid. Was, he was like, I can't believe it. And this is before, you know, you could like just rewind stuff right. when you didn't have DVRs and stuff, you know, 98. And all I said was, it was beautiful. You should have seen it. But you were upstairs taking a shower, you know. Why would he take a shower right before? Right during the That's game. That's his fault. Yeah, it exactly. is his fault. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When McGuire's about to hit 70. Exactly. And then, <laughs> and then so my ex-husband um, uh, back then resembled Mark McGuire. doesn't resemble him now at all. I haven't seen Mark McGuire either. But um, And there was uh, cutouts. Do you remember when they had the cut- Mark McGuire cutouts oh, yeah. and schnooks and stuff? 
and Megan was two or uh, three. And we were in the we were had her in the grocery cart and in the seat. We we're driving, walking by one of those cutouts, and she goes, "Daddy!" And I said, "I wish." <laughs> Because those child support checks would be much better. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, then, and then one more Mark McGuire story. I was working for Arthur Anderson, and they did the—this uh, is back before Enron—but they did the um, the payroll for um, for the Cardinals. And this this one associate came back to the office, and she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I, I, I prepared Mark McGuire's check today. Like, he got paid every two weeks. I pay, I made it. It's like like yeah. It was like, it was two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That was his paycheck every wow. two weeks. Can you that's imagine? Crazy. No. I mean that's almost what we make yeah. here you know what? at the podcast. I can't imagine. <laughs> I In can't. fact, let's manifest that. Oh, yeah. Yes, I can imagine it. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars every oh, two weeks. Oh my god. Yeah, that would. Yeah. Be, I don't know if that was the net. You know, or if that was, you know, the gross, but still. Who cares? Right. I would be good with either <laughs> of those. And that's $1998. I don't even know. Yeah, what that like, equates you know, to inflation now. Inflation adjusted, whatever, Insane. economics um, that it would be in today's. What is it, like 4% per year? I don't know. I don't, I haven't made 4% more per year. I know. But, that's but, very true. You know. But I. But then again, I, I don't I think those at that baseball. spectrum of wealth, maybe. Right. Maybe possibly, right. but yeah, yeah, those are my those are my Mark McGuire funny stories. Do you have a funny story like that? Emily? Uh, no Mark McGuire stories. No, no, I do don't. Do you even remember but that I, time? I was don't. It, was it a crazy thing in not, Peoria? I was not into sports at that time. You're probably in my still not life. into sports, are you? <laughs> I more so since I've moved to St. Louis, okay. and I, you know, I can attribute that to the fact that you know, not only did we have you know, an amazing team here, but there's multiple teams here, but, um, you know, it's the, uh, yeah, the, the city is so supportive of, you know, their team, no matter how they're doing, but, and we have a new MLS team coming and it's a female owned uh, team. Very yes. exciting. We've got to we gotta work on getting her on, yes. our, on our podcast. Yeah, so. absolutely. Anyway, mm-hmm. we digress. No, and the, we just oh, won the, the Stanley Cup. We, I mean, I that's know. a big deal. I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're to gloat about that for another year. <laughs> yeah. But no, the only the only thing that kind of resonated to me that it, when you were talking about your cast story, of course, I didn't want to interrupt your, your you know, traumatic memory there and thank you so much for sharing that story with us but it did (laughs) remind me of a of a silly situation I got myself into that um I was like when you were sharing that story I'm like yeah I know what it's like to get cut out of a cast (laughs) in a panic um mine was a self-induced cast though so I was this was when I was well I'll I'll tell you the story so I was um married at the time and I was, you know, very exploring different art forms, getting into sculpture in a big way. And I was like, okay, so I had this whole idea for a sculpture that I wanted to do that started with a, a female body. So I was like, well, let's cast me. So I did all this research on how to, like, cast, you know, a body. How to self-cast. How to self-cast and how to do it because there's lots of different ways to do it. But I did all this research and I finally figured out how to do it. So I got this... It's a kind of a gauze that becomes plaster, you know, and so it's like 
like a cast, you know? <laughs> so, um, so, and, and there's this whole thing, you know, you got to lube yourself up beforehand so that it's like there's distance between you and the cast. and So it doesn't rip your skin. Right. right. Okay. And then, you know, you got to let it set, which takes like a half hour. So the whole time, like I pitched the concept to my husband. I'm thinking he's going to love it. I'm like, look, first you have to lube me up. You get to pat me all down, you know, and then you're going to wrap me up with this stuff. You got to pat it real tight. I was thinking he was going to be all in for it. He was like, so not. He didn't even enjoy the lubing up part because he was so concerned about the casting part. So. Uh-huh. We're casting, he's casting me up and wrapping me with this gauze. He's like, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. With every wrap, you know, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. I'm like, oh, come on. Get over it. It's going to be fun. I've, right. I've, I've studied this. I watched it. So here I am. We're watching TV. <laughs> and I'm standing perfectly still for a half hour until this thing sets, you know. And finally, I'm like, Oh, my God, I was getting so hot. It started to burn my skin. This is like almost a half hour later. I'm like, you got to get me out of here. And he says, okay, no problem. So he takes the scissors, and he's starting to cut up the one side because we were going to go up one side and then down the other to remove it and do halves. So he gets up to my hip, and I feel like this this I feel like a pain I feel pain because every snip he's taking with the scissors I'm like oh god don't cut my skin don't cut my skin and then I feel like this you know and I'm like oh god and then he looks he goes he goes oh my god and I'm like oh no is everything okay and he's he's like everything's okay it's okay and and I'm like thinking oh my god he's got to go all the way up one side and down the other and he's already panicking I'm already bleeding and I pass out oh <laughs> I totally pass out I'm on the ground and then <laughs> so then he like you know kind of like cuts it apart and shreds it all and <laughs> you know gets it all <laughs> off of me well, come to find out, it wasn't a cut. He didn't cut my skin, but I was wearing a pair of, like, pink and red panties. And when he cut the panties, it snapped, which was what I felt. And then when he looked, he saw the red and pink and thought he had cut my body. So he thought, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, any of our <laughs> listeners out there that are thinking and contemplating about self-casting mm-hmm. yourselves, note to note, do not wear red or pink panties right. when the you rose, do this. The rosé panties. The rosé right. panties. Do not wear those. Wear, like, green. <laughs> wear, like, right. like or no panties orange. At all. Orange no, would know, even work. You right. could go pantyless. You could. Well, you could. You know. or, or you could be like, when I had to go get my orthotics for my shoes because, you know, I'm old now and I have to have orthotics in my shoes. They also were going to give me like, for the plantar fasciitis, he wanted to give me this other thing for my foot, but you know, I would, insurance wasn't pay for it, but he made a cast of my leg because it was going to be like a, like a sort of like a sock you pull on or whatever. And he takes like a little piece of rubber along the, along the shin bone as he's putting this cast on, you know, the gauze and, mm. and, and the making it, um, you know, form to the foot and stuff so that when he went later with the, with the little saw, you know, the little oh, tiny yeah. saw, mm. he used that as a guide, oh. the little rubber piece 
to cut on. And um, and I said, I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. And he said, well, that's really more for the patient than it is for me. Oh, <laughs> like it gives a pa- yeah. oh, oh you're not going to get me because you're cat. You know, you're getting it's the a rubber. Good idea. So for our listeners out there who are like, right now googling self casting, right? I would suggest that you get some of those rubber tubing, yeah. to wherever you want to cut the cast off. It'll be that much further away. That'll be that protection. Yeah, from the skin. Do you mm-hmm. remember? In my old place, the mannequin installation that I had, the dress form and man, like, like I had an installation that was like dress forms and whatnot. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know. Oh, okay. You have a, you had a lot. Do you still have it somewhere? In I your do. New place? So okay. like when I I had a dress form kind of like installation with all these different vintage dress forms, and then I had my dress form, which is the casting all running. Oh, so you was able to save some of it. Oh, I, I like what I did because it was still interesting looking. Like yeah. I sewed it together with metal. Oh. So it was, like, very clear that it was all, like, cut apart, but then I sewed it. So it's still interesting looking. Wow. Yeah, so it was up up in there. Yeah. Have you Mm -hmm. ever had to have a cast removed from any, anywhere? Thankfully, no. no. They use something that looks like a pizza cutter, but it spins. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that was, you know, that was really scary. I kept thinking I was going to get cut. I think it is scary. what he was doing. Yeah. But, yeah, it was pretty scary. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> but but when you look back at the the accident, excuse me, the coma, the trauma, the the subsequent surgeries, um, how much of all of that do you attribute to how you approach life today, and how do you approach other people today? A hundred percent, for sure. I mean, my level of Patience with myself, with um, other people, um, empathy for other situations, um, 100% of it. And honestly, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, except for the, you know, suffering that my mom mm-hmm. had to go through because I know that was a really, really hard time for her. And my uncle, I know, you know, that, that yeah. stuff, I, I, of As course, a parent yourself, looking at it now, I mean, if it were your child, you could totally relate to how your mom felt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But um, as far as how I am, you know, when I see other people that are on crutches or in a wheelchair or just anything, I, I actually walk every single day. I walk every single day. Because you can. Because I can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I wear my darn, and it hurts. I mean, but I do wear a lift in my, in my shoe now. Um, my right shoe is always way mm-hmm. tighter than my left one, you know, yeah. and, but I, I walk because I can, and I'm thankful for it. And every single day I'm thankful that I am here and mm-hmm. I would not have it any other way. I mean, to think, I mean, you could have had uh, concussions and traumatic brain injuries. I yeah. Mean, just like, uh, like your back could have been broken. You could have mm-hmm. been a paraplegic. Mm-hmm. You you could have died. Mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, like for your cousin, I mean, she was, I, I sim- I'm assuming it was a girl. It was a girl. Yeah. Yes. Sim- like close in age? Yes, very close. Like how does that, ha- how has that accident affected her? Um, We've all gotten over it. Yeah. But I do think... My uncle still has a place in his heart where he feels like, you know, like it was his fault. Maybe, but I it's not at all. And I don't yeah. I don't I think he's probably over that too, but yeah. I think we've all you know, moved on and evolved and life is we're all doing the best that we can, you know. Yeah. But I definitely think that we all 
take a moment probably every day to just be thankful that mm-hmm. we're here and it could have been so much worse. Yeah. 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 So you have two children. I do. And they are hi- high school age now? Anna is in high school. She's a sophomore. A sophomore. And then you have a son. Adam is, a, he's my son. He's 12. Yes. He's 12. Yes. Do you feel that um, because of what happened to you as a kid, um, that you've helped them be kinder to those that are different? Yes, I do. And I say that because there's just been times, I mean, as kids do, kids, you know, we'll see someone and Adam will maybe look over and smile. And I'm just like, dude, what if you couldn't walk? You know, or, and I think, I mean, and I'm talking not now. Like looking over and smiling to smile to the person or smile in a, like, way of judgment. And I'm not saying this has been recently, but like, you know, five, Mm -hmm. six years old, if he'd see someone like walking funny or, you know, like swinging their leg out, which sometimes I do. I mean, you know, or a person that whatever it may be when they were younger, because they were different, you know, and I'm saying younger, like five, six, seven, eight, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, I've probably only experienced it with them maybe once or twice each because the first time I ever saw that they even thought that person's different or that or person mocked them or something. Yes, or mocked them. Yeah. I definitely looked at them like absolutely not. Yeah. You should be so thankful that you can walk correctly. And for other people that have any issues, troubles of any sort, how can you help? Done and done. Right. There's not one more thing that we need to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yep. I don't yeah, you know, I don't pl- put up with, with that. Not at all. Yeah. No, and I think that's fan- <laughs> you're very passionate about it, as you should be. I mean, yeah. and I, I, I think that's I think that they're that they're fortunate for that. Yeah. Um and, and the people that come come into contact with you are fortunate for your spirit in that way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. my daughter, um I used oh well, I, I told you I walk all the time and I love hiking. And so for a long time, she'd be like, do we have to go on a walk again? <laughs> Mom always loves a hike. And I'm just like, whatever. You weren't in the cast for yeah, six months. Yeah. You know, belly, like, as a penguin going around your yeah. house. I mean, that would be funny. That'd be like a funny little exercise. Okay, everybody, we're going to be on these little scooters. Right. For the weekend. Well, there used There's to be idea. a game. There used to be um, in, in PE, when I was in PE as a kid, there was um, one of the, you know, there were like the little races where you'd go and the short races where you'd pick up the eraser and go back like you do laps that way. Oh. And then there was, and, but there was also one on those little four-wheel little dollies that you'd sit on and you'd have to scoot across <laughs> yeah. the, the gym floor. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yes. I loved those. They, my kids yeah. have done that. I've gone yeah. up and like for field day and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, I've gone up and observed those yeah oh yeah yeah it it was mm-hmm. kind of fun when I look back I mean yeah I wouldn't do it again but I wouldn't change it <laughs> yeah, yeah right of course yeah. yeah and then I guess you know fortunately you ran into people like Fraser mm-hmm. who got you to yoga because if, if they were prescribing you opioids at that time yeah I mean where how how different your life could be right now. How did well, you just stay addicted to it? I mean, right? I mean, or gotten did, addicted. It made me depressed. Yeah. 
it made me like I would feel hungover in the morning, and I'm like, I know what it feels like to be hungover, and I didn't earn this hangover. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was no rose well, it's with one that. One thing, if you earn it. But this was more of a like, oh, I'm so down and lethargic, and yeah. I knew I had to do something. And um, yeah, Fraser really helped me with that. And you're right, I wouldn't have met him. I wouldn't have met Jen Miller, who I still she teaches at the studio now. She does workshops. She does. She helps with teacher training. She's a physical therapist at WashU. She yeah. mm-hmm. is. A, she's been a huge influence in my life. And yeah, I mean. And you wouldn't have met us. I wouldn't have met right? you guys. I wouldn't have met you. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, it was it was it was remarkable how like my first you know yoga virgins class, not yoga for virgins. <laughs> That's a whole nother class that she teaches, but I'm not allowed to to attend. Um, I remember because you know my body was so weak and had been so battered from the chemotherapy and like then recovering from chemotherapy. That uh, I had gone to this first class and 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 I describe it as I was walking out. It was like my muscles were a bunch of preschoolers who had gotten Oreo cookies for the first time, and they were like more, more, yeah, more, and like you know, that's... jumping around. And yeah. I said, "Yeah, I definitely, I have to keep doing this, keep doing this." And uh, I, I mean, there was a time when like a bad week is that I got to yoga twice because mm-hmm. I was. I mean, not, at my at my peak, I was going probably five days, but enjoying every single one, yeah, and enjoying um, you know every different teacher and mm-hmm. um, and and great people, and and we even ran into one of um, one of our one of our, my yoga friends uh, from um, Shelly from. She has a long last name, and I, and I won't say it on on the podcast, but you know, we ran into her at the um, at the Monocle. Um, a couple weeks ago, and we were there for a show, or maybe it was Anne Austin. Sorry, it was Anne that I was with. Um, but I was like standing there, and she's like Michelle, and I turned. I was like Shelly, and I hadn't seen her since class, and mm. and uh, it was you're with me. Okay, yeah, and uh, and so like that connection, um, you know, from just like being on our mat mats near each other, and like laughing and joking and you know moving from the back of the class to the front of the class yeah. but now honestly I haven't been in so long I'm almost embarrassed to go back in because people are like why is she in the back of the class if they even remember who I am <laughs> and you know what just just to make you like feel I'm just gonna say it whatever makes you feel people come and go a lot you know like okay. you'll see yeah. people that are there for a while because they're out of a job or they're in life. transition or they're moving or they're it's going just to life. life yeah and then, or somebody that's injured and then heals. And so just know that there's a constant rotation. The change is the constant there. And I see that as the instructor. And even for myself, if I'm having a day where I'm like PMSing or hungover or whatever it may be, life, kids stressing me out, which my kids are pretty awesome. They don't do that yeah, very often, yeah. but sometimes husband. Is more. Yeah. Anyway, he's not listening either, so you don't have to whisper for him either. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but you know, whatever it is, sometimes I don't want to show up to my mat because I know I'm going to know people there. You know. Yeah. But again, I go in and I might go in with puffy eyes, and but I leave and I'm like, my heart is filled with my love. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So it's a place of Mm non-judgment, right? And that's what I, I. that was one of the first takeaways I got out of yoga because I remember that like you're shaking. You're like, oh, my God, I can barely do this, you know. But the neat thing about it is that we're all getting just as much out of it no matter how 
practiced you are, right. you know, because you are you are in it where you sit at that moment, and and it's 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 just as good for you as it is for somebody who goes every day and right. is leaning deep into that posture because they can, but they're still pressing it as far as they can go, right? right? So we're all doing the best we can. Right. Well, I think it's we about are. patience. You, I mean, that was that was. That was, uh, you know, definitely a, a huge insight because you have to have patience with yourself. And as a society, we aren't patient. No. I'm not patient. Well, you got to play with... <laughs> I was going to sound oh, well, really I'm bad. not going to play with myself. <laughs> no, no, but, I, I mean, like you that. have to be really patient no. when playing with yourself. I mean, I was really, just, actually, yeah. was trying, what I was thinking there was the correlation between your improv and, and, you know, the fact that that's play. But you have to have this, like, joyful acceptance about where you are, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, so you might lose your balance. You might fall over. You might, and you just, you laugh at that and pick it back up right. and you try again, like, yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. that's where your practice comes in. It's not what you do physically. You could lay there and breathe, and you're still doing yoga if you are focusing present. on being present. Yeah, but it's your practice comes in when you notice. Oh, I'm a, I'm judging myself because I fell, or right. I'm judging myself because I'm not doing what she's doing, or I'm that's worried that what they think about me. Yeah, right. They think yeah. I'm an amateur or yeah. whatever. That's all bad. That's it's your it's, it's your avenue. Your issues. Yeah, it's just your way to dive in to notice your tendencies that's what yoga if you know your own if you get to learn your own tendencies and your habits and the things that you do and how you can make your own create other um neurological pathways Mm -hmm. right so we realize oh i have a tendency to do this every time you know that's then you learn that about yourself you're like let me try something new it just and it might not be hard you know as difficult but that's what you needed. That's where you're practicing yoga. It's not what your body's doing. It's what you're doing up here that is the practice of yoga. It's just the asana that is the vehicle to a deeper understanding. I think she's a professional. I think so. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like the wine is my practice of deeper understanding. Oh. <laughs> I, have, I have learned twice. Uh, Two things with yoga. I don't. I don't go to yoga after I've been to um, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. No, because I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have had those margaritas and the and the tacos. This is mm-hmm. not good. Not it's a, it was a it was a very very painful class. And then, <laughs> and then I've gone to yoga after like a whole like a really great late night. Lots of friends. Lots of drinks. And I've been in class going, I think I'm still drunk. This is not a good <laughs> this is not a good place for me right now. <laughs> Very detoxifying too. Uh, yeah, I would say so I well, have tried, yeah, you fall on your face a few times. You're so de- detoxified. <laughs> I so I've I was interested for a bit in um hot yoga. Mm-hmm. Hot um Bikram. Yeah. And um, I, d- I was doing, I was finding Bikram so- y- uh, Yoga Studios when I was traveling. And this was like in the winter. And it was great. Like what I found was that I wouldn't, like I'd be like in Michigan and I wouldn't need a coat for three days because I was so hot. Right. But my that's a symptom of a greater issue. Like I like, I physically don't sweat. Mm. So like I was so jealous of all those people in Bikram Yoga who were like, the the detox yes. portion of what you get out of that, yes. like you're in like a hundred and ten degree studio 
going through a practice, people are sweating stuff out. Yes. And I that was actually what led me to understand that I have this problem because I was looking around and everyone had puddles around them. And I was just like so hot, I felt like I was going to faint, you know. But you're not sweating. Because I wasn't sweating. Uh Uh-huh. And that's what led me to finally figure out this issue. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. So they recommend that you don't do. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least Bikram don't do. know. But you know that even um, other types of yoga, Hatha yoga, yoga. you know, you can— Move limb fluid and really, oh, yeah, just I mean, yeah, uh, stimulate your thyroid gland, you know, all kinds of stuff in in yoga. So, there's other benefits Mm -hmm. besides the stretching and the mental as well. There's well, that's what I love about it, you know, it's like you can take it as far as you want. You know, Mm -hmm. if you want to take it as a meditative practice, Mm -hmm. if you want to take it as a spiritual practice, if it's just about the physical, if it's just about rest, like you can do with it what you right where you want to take it. You know, and it yeah. all it all matters. It does, and and ironically, this kind of just dawned on me within the last three minutes. My class on Monday is called Monday Medicine, <gasps> and talking about all the medicine I used to be on. You know, yeah. I didn't even correlate those two, but I call it Monday Medicine because a lot of people need yoga Monday at six o'clock, but a lot of people come in and they're like. They're ready to do handstands and like full wheel. But then there's also people that come in that are just like they can come because it's six o'clock on Monday and, you know, that's the time. So I make it medicine for them literally where I'll say you can do, you know, I warm them up here and then I'll say, all right, if this is good, just hang out here and breathe. You're doing yoga. If you feel like you need to take it a step further or you want to challenge yourself, Go to this. But, you know, I give them like three or four different options and then just let it be. And that's that's your practice, what you do. So, yeah, tonight I taught Monday Medicine. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And then you had Monday Medicine with us. Yes. Thank you yeah. so yeah. much for joining yeah. us today. Thank, Thank you. you. Sharing your story a with pleasure. us. Thank and- you. Pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank you. Namaste. So, namaste. And namaste. <laughs> and cheers. Cheers <laughs> to you. <laughs>